0: thanks for joining in online. Join us in a moment. We're going to take Good Friday communion together. And if you have in your home any element of cracker or juice, anything will do. But if you follow along, join us in John chapter 18. We're going to go through the story of the night Jesus was betrayed and Friday that he was crucified and see how that impacts our life together as believers. So Pastor Christian, uh, let's talk about those final moments.
1: Okay, so we know that it is Thursday night, Right. Thursday night Jesus has gathered all of his disciples together for the Last Supper. There we see Judas' betrayal, there in the upper room, we see the washing of the disciples' feet, right. we even see where Jesus himself shares from the same cup of Judas who has already betrayed him um, and that kind of thing. Yeah, the thing that impacts me the most in this
0: moment is you see Jesus already knowing that it's just going to be betrayed. Right. And so He takes a moment, gathers His disciples together, they have the Passover meal, which He will change into what we'll call the Lord's Supper Communion. But He takes off His outer garment and takes the place of a servant. And that's really powerful in a lot of ways. John the Apostle would want us to understand it like Paul did in Philippians, that Jesus laid aside his divine privileges, came to earth to die. And In this moment here you see Jesus in a sermon saying, hey I'm laying aside my robe and I'm going to take that position as a servant. Even he goes even further, and the, the disciples didn't know this at the time but they would reflect on it later, is that Jesus would take, the there would be four cups of so the Passover meal, he would come to the third cup, the cup of redemption, and he took to Judas, would be sitting on his right, John the Apostle on his left, and he took this piece of bread, or we call it a morsel or a sop, and he would dip it in the shared cup, and he would give it to Judas, which historians say is a sign of friendship and favor. So here we have Jesus blessing the very person who's going to betray him, and that, I think that speaks volumes for us today, uh, for who we are as believers. It's
1: powerful. It's powerful. So after the Last Supper, here's what we see. After the Last Supper, we see where Jesus goes to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it says that He prayed so fervently right. that the drops of sweat became blood.
0: Right. And you can <clears throat> think about Him as a human in that point, because sometimes we think about Jesus just being this divine guy. But here we see Him even more as a man, that He is so filled with agony And that his physical body is so affected. So he's a human. He's a man. And he's even willing. to say, Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering pass from me. But at the end, his spirit prays, not my will, Father, but your will. And it's a challenge to even us as believers. Hey, Jesus was a human. And he struggled with this. And he came through it. And by his spirit, you can do the same.
1: Right. Good. Right, and so uh, as we're moving on after the Garden of Gethsemane, we see where Jesus is arrested. Right. We see where he was betrayed with a kiss, and then and then as they asked him who he was, everybody had fallen down. Uh, we also see where uh, Peter tries to help out yeah. his his Lord and Savior a little bit there. Right. I realize that story
0: where Peter chops the ear off of the high slave, and Jesus puts the ear back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in that moment, one of the things we want to take in is that here's Judas and the Roman soldiers, or the the Jewish high priest soldiers of the temple. They've come, Judas betrays him with a kiss, and they say who we're looking for? We're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, and he says, I am He. Mm -hmm. In that moment, as soon as he said that, when he says the words, I am, that's the same words that Moses heard, I am that I am with the burning bush. It's the same word we would say for Yahweh, the God that is, he is the God who is. Mm-hmm. And so you think about this, for the apostle John and these other apostles who write this, it's that Jesus declared his name in a sense, and when the word of God, the Logos, who in Genesis chapter one, when he spoke, man, light came into being, creation came into being, all of the, I mean, he said it was so and it was so. Mm-hmm. Here's that word of God, the Logos, saying, I am He. And at the power of His name, people fall. Right. Uh, demons have to flee. People tremble. So we learned something there is that He went willingly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wasn't taken away uh, by, his, by somebody else's power. He lays down His life. And I think the, the, the Holy Spirit wants us to learn that. We, we have a
1: God who willingly gave up His life for us. And then it goes on after that, after his arrest, and after he goes willingly, right. um, uh, we see where now he's being put on trial. We have the right. two trials and where he was falsely accused. Yeah, so in the night,
0: there he's in the garden. He's prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, which is on the Mount of Olives. He's betrayed with a kiss. They've taken him, they beat him, they put him in chains. And they they do everything wrong according to Jewish custom. They they arrest him at night. They produce no valid witness. Mm -hmm. He's got really no charges against him. They can't charge him with anything. He, in fact, remains silent most of the time. But he will admit who he is. Uh, You'll see later on. So uh, it's a false trial. It's a mock trial. Mm -hmm. It's in the dead of night. And these guys have been trying to kill him for months, if not years. And so we see that um, he's innocent. We know that he's in it by by the way this circumstance works out. The gospel writers want you to know that you have not only a God who was human, who was powerful as the Word of God, who was taken away uh, of his own volition. He did it on his own. But now he's also a God who's innocent of right. all charges. Yeah, right. that's good.
1: Cool. Well, now we come to Friday. Yeah, right. We have the third trial. We. We see during this time where where Peter has it, it has denied, which Jesus had already told him that was going right. to happen, that he's right. hit Peter's denial, um, and then he was bound, beaten, and we also see about Judas's death. Yeah, so in these early
0: morning, so it's been Thursday night, now they've been all the way up through the night in a trial. Now, and now it's turned to Friday morning, they have a third trial with the... the Larger group of Sanhedrin, which we know that certain members of the Sanhedrin will find out Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, some of them weren't even there or invited because they leaned more towards Jesus and being favored for him. But he's got three mock trials going on. Now they're going to send him to Pilate. But in that moment, even before he's ever accused or charged, he's been bound, beaten, kicked, uh, you know, uh, hit in the face, slapped, spit on. Um, everything wrong done to an innocent man. And Peter denies him three times it says that he made eye contact with him he saw him through he's three times uh which is a, a number of completion or a perfect number and he does exactly what jesus said he would do and he sees him through the crowd i don't know if there was just eye contact met, and he goes away weeping bitterly and judas the same for 30 pieces of silver the price of a slave jesus became a slave for all mankind uh, that's what the the scriptures want us to know that he, he was sold as a slave. He did become a slave to all men. Right. Judas gives it back to the treasury, and he goes and he hangs himself, not in repentance, but just in remorse. Right. Uh, and we'll see a contrast with Peter in a, in a little while,
1: how Peter does repent. But now it's to Pilate. Right. And so we see Pilate's dilemma, right? We see that he is trying it as a capital case, right. that he tries to pass the buck. Yeah, and then he also has no defense.
0: Yeah, so Jesus, <clears throat> it was weird in the Roman times. Nobody ever, if you made no defense for your life, it was automatic guilty. And Pilate, as the Roman uh, governor of that area, Pilate hates the Jews and the Jews hate Pilate. Pilate is in kind of a, a dilemma, a pickle there. He's got people over him wanting to tell him to keep the peace. And he's got these priests riling up the crowd. And his, his concern is for peace in this festival that they're in called Passover. And so, Pilate has this thing called the Ordo where he has a way to try cases. And if it, in that case, he, he's, he's the Lord, he's God. He, he's the judge, jury, and, and executioner in these cases. Well, when a case doesn't meet this list of criteria, he can do with it what he wants. And often he sends it to a lower court. So here's this, to Pilate, a religious matter. Right. But to the high priest, they're saying, they could have, the high priest could have stoned him for blasphemy, which is what they charged him with. But now they want to put the buck, pass the buck to Pilate right. and they can wash their hands of it. And uh, they say, well, let's try him as treason. He's claiming to be a king. So here the religious elite pass him off to the Romans. And now the Romans says, we don't know what to do with this guy. Let's wash our hands. Let's pass the buck off to Herod, mm-hmm. the local Judean governor. Uh, set up up by Rome. And even Herod mocks him in a a purple robe and says he's no threat to my authority. And here you have this fake Jewish king, Mm -hmm. who Herod says he is, trying and mocking the real heavenly king. Mm -hmm. And it's just in that moment you think about Jesus holding back the legions of angels that could have come and wiped them all out. And his reservation that it says he uttered not a word And he took the insult, he took the mocking, he took the pulling of their beard. And even Pilate would have him beaten just for the sake of being arrested. Mm -hmm. And he would endure all that, and then now Herod sends him back and says, you know what, I don't know what to do with him either. And so Pilate has to hear the case again. And he asks him, he says, "Uh, are you a king? And Jesus says, yes, I am a king, but not of this world. And then that's the moment where he goes out to the crowd and says, I don't know what to do with this man. And then they they make a bargain for somebody else.
1: So you think it would, you know, you think you think it might stop there or somewhere in there. Right. But now they've come back and they're they've started to stir the crowd. Right. And they're asking for Barabbas. Yeah,
0: Pilate would offer someone every year uh, as a good will gesture. Barabbas was a thief, a robber. Some people say he was a a zealot for bringing on a, a rebellion. And here we have Jesus taking the place of a robber, the man who was meant to be on that cross, and it's a for you and for me. Jesus did take somebody else's place. Right. He took all of our place right. and in this moment he does it in the literal sense that he takes the place of a man while the world and the religious people said crucify, crucify.
1: Wow. wow. And then it goes on from there after he's, he's released Barabbas and uh after they stirred the crowd he's released barabbas now we see the scourging yeah we see the crown of thorns but not just the crown of thorns we see the washing of of the hands and and all that so tell us a little bit about all that
0: yeah so Pilate would take let him go back to the praetorium because he knows that he's about to be crucified he would be scourged which was be whipped 39 times with this thing called the cat of nine tails which was uh, a kind of a, a throng of, of, of pieces of leather with glass and bones and chips of things on it, be whipped, much like you see on the movie Passion of the Christ. Most people would die and not survive that moment. But we've been told by the, 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 the Gospels that he had an angel had even strengthened him ahead of time for this moment because he had to go all the way for us. Right. And so they mock him, they beat him, they pull out his beard, they put a crown of thorns on his head, much like this one that I made years ago. And why that's significant is that in Revelation we see Jesus as this man with a scepter in his hand of, of justice and, and righteousness or the foundation of his throne. He's got a robe of righteousness on him. And upon him is a, a thorn, a crown, sorry, a crown. But, and while everyone in Revelation is laying their crowns down, here is mankind crowning him with thorns. Why thorns? In Genesis it says that thorns and thistles this world would produce because of the curse upon mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. And here we have, in that moment, mankind crowning the innocent, powerful, willing, sacrificial, vicarious Lamb of God. And crowning Him with the curse that we all bore. Mm-hmm. And so symbolic in that moment that it had to be a crown of thorns. And just sometimes we just get off the pain of the, what it would mean to have this put on your head. Right but it really was symbolic. He bore our curse and we took his righteousness away.
1: Now let's talk about the way of suffering. In yeah. that in that period we see uh, uh, Simon from Cyrene. Um, we also see where he's brought to uh, Golgotha, which is the place of the skull. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so he would be forced to carry his own crossbeam all the way from the, the praetorium where he was being tried, all the way up the hill to a place outside the city gates. Uh, Even the author of Hebrews would even talk about that, how we must go out with him outside the gates, because in uh, the Bible days, not only did they have a sacrifice on the altar of the Lamb, but they would take the scapegoat outside the gate, uh, the one who would bear the sin, and they would lay their hands on that scapegoat, and that goat would go off into the wilderness to die. Uh, Jesus becomes that. He goes outside the gates to a hill where many times they would have multiple crosses up. It'd be a place of blood, of death, of, of flies. Many men would be out there to, to hang on the cross for multiple days of slow, agonizing, painful death. Uh, even the birds would be coming to pick off the flesh. And so this would be a very uh, common scene, but also a very gory that Romans knew how to make the suffering. So they take him there and they affix him uh, to that cross while many passerbys watched. He would have been naked, and his uh, palms would have been nailed, his feet would have been nailed, uh, and it was everything uh, they could do to torture you. And as you were up there to, not only is his back totally ripped open, but he would have to pull himself up on that cross to take a breath and lower himself down as his lungs slowly uh, would fill with fluid. And there was how you were meant to die, slowly, basically drowning in and and not only the pain but the drowning uh, of the
1: internal fluids wow so not only did he have to carry his cross the entire way and he uh, we had a little bit of help along the way but that's right. probably Simon of Cyrene. Yes. he could not carry it he just physically was so right uh, battered and bruised that that he could not so he had he had that help along the way and then we make it to the cross right the cross where they cast lots, we see the thieves, and where they, ca- or, uh, they they cast lots, the thieves, and we see where John was the one who went all the way. So right. Tell us a little bit about. So you that. have you have
0: they're casting lots, fulfilling biblical prophecy over his garment. He had one single piece of garment. That they didn't want to divide and, and cut it up, so they cast lots for it, uh, which is what Psalms had said before. Uh, we've got one thief that goes with them to paradise, you know, on that day that says that Jesus is even a friend of sinners. He saves even those uh, right there at the very end. That's His heart. He's always saving people. And then you have John. And John is the only one. While Peter has denied and gone off, all the other disciples have gone off and fled, John is the only disciple that makes it all the way to the cross, which is so very important. Here's John, called the son of thunder, who wanted to call down fire from heaven on the Samaritans years ago who, like Peter and James, were the top three, but always getting in trouble with misunderstanding things and willing to go all the distance with Christ was questionable, not always understanding. But in this moment, John would be the one who take Jesus' mother, be as a son to her. And I think that moment would, would have uh, changed John's life. Mm-hmm. To be the one who was there with him, to see the suffering, to be in all the court cases with him, Uh, And no doubt that night as they took him off, I think John probably helped, I think in my personal opinion, I think John probably had blood on his hands, I think he had blood on his shirt. And I think he would have had to go home that night and and wondered, uh, how do I wash this off? How do I, where do I go from here? This is a man who died for me. And from that moment on, John becomes John the Beloved. He writes all these books about love, First John, 2 John, Third John, even in his gospel that we're reading here tonight. Um, he was changed by it. And, and he writes about love more than anybody else because I think he saw the love that Jesus had for us. And for us, even tonight as we take uh, communion, it's about coming, every person, to their own cross. Mm-hmm. As we take the cup and the, and the bread, we're coming to the cross. And every believer must do that, every person who comes to Jesus. Must identify with him on the cross. Say, This man is on this cross for me. He willingly laid himself aside. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords, but he made himself of no reputation, even to the point of death, becoming a slave for all men. And I identify with him, and I have his blood on my hands. And what do I do with this Jesus? That's what Pilate didn't know. No one. What shall I do with this right. Jesus? What do you want me to do with the one you call Jesus Messiah? And they mm-hmm. said, crucify. And I have to say, yes, Jesus, I needed you to die for me. As hard as that is for me to say, I have to say, I needed him to die for me. And I identify with your. Yes, I receive your blood. Yes, I receive your body. I accept the sacrifice
1: of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that would have been a dark day. Uh, we see the earthquake and. And everybody was in awe, yeah. and then we also see about the the, the not breaking of the of the legs.
0: Yeah, so all kinds of scriptures fulfilled right there at the very last moment. One, or the darkness comes over the land. Jesus cries out with a loud voice. Uh, several things from the cross, but he says, "You know why have you have you left me?" Which is what the psalmist said in Psalms 22. Is it also he says it's finished, and he lets his spirit go. I think an interesting point I did not mention too is he doesn't receive the myrrh. Mm -hmm. He takes of it, he tastes it, but he says he rejects it uh, at the very beginning. I think that's because myrrh is a symbol of death and that he would only taste death for us. For three days he would taste death, but then ultimately he would reject it for us all. And so we see him doing that, giving up the ghost, The the tombs are open, many miraculous things happen, the veil is torn, the separation uh, between God and man in the temple is is ripped from top to bottom, and only God could do those things. Supernatural things happen. So many so, so much supernatural things happen in that moment is that even the centurion, a rebel, a gentile, a heathen, looks at this man and says, Surely this man was the son of God, all the while, while the Lamb of God was dying outside the gates. The religious elite are in the temple sacrificing their lamb. And I think their sacrifice was interrupted because the real sacrifice was happening there on on that hill of the skull. But I think it's an examination for us all is that what's our assessment of this night? What do we do together as we take communion here in the next moment? What will I do with Jesus? And like John, do I see all that he did willingly, sacrificially? He was innocent, uh, that he was a man who laid aside his divine privileges. He favored Judas. He he was uh, tried in a mock court with mock kings and under man's authority. But here's here's him. While we put him on trial, it's really us who are on trial. Right. Because he's the innocent one. We're the guilty ones. And like Barabbas, he takes our place. So. Let's take a moment, and, and we are going to invite you uh, to, if you have your elements together, uh, we're going to pray. And what are you going to do with Jesus? Like John, will you go to the cross with Him, see that His blood is on your hands, and give up and lay down your life for Him, identify with Him, and from this moment on be changed by His love? And so, we join with if you, have that cracker, that element, and that juice, if you take that here as we do as well, and Pastor Christian is going to lead us out in prayer over his body, and I'll lead us out in prayer over his blood.
1: All right. Let's go. Hold the emblem in her hand. Jesus. Father, we just thank you, God. God, as we come before you, Father God, and we, and we take this emblem, God, that we do this in remembrance of you, God. Yes, Lord. We do this in remembrance of the stripes that were bore on your body, that Jesus. were broken and battered and bruised for our iniquity, God, for our healing, so that we could have eternal life. Father, as we partake of this, let Jesus. us not let us do so, God, in the right way, Father. Yes, God, God in, in a holy and a pure and a righteous way Jesus. that is pleasing unto you. Father, we thank you. Jesus. Thank you so, so much. Let us not forget Lord, Jesus. all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you
0: partake of the bread? Paul says it the same way he took the cup after supper, giving thanks, and he said this is the illustration of my blood, my new covenant, that no longer by works do you have to come in to fellowship with God, but it's by grace through faith that we're saved by identifying with His sacrifice. So we want to accept that atoning work that Jesus is the last sacrifice, the only perfect sacrifice. And so, Father, we thank You for Your blood. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for willingly laying down your life as the sacrificial lamb of God. And Lord, that we receive that sacrifice that was pure, that was perfect, that makes atonement for our sin, that allows us access into the presence and the holy, holy presence of God, that so we can receive the Holy Spirit. Come boldly before your throne to find help and, and grace in a time of need. So Lord, for every person watching here online tonight, God, that we receive Jesus Christ. As a Lord and Savior of our life, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, fill us with the Holy Spirit, and Lord, we worship you, and we do this in remembrance of you until you come again. Would you partake? Amen. We're going to invite you right now, wherever you are, take a moment and worship God. Maybe you want to play your favorite song or, or sing out just where you are or invite someone next to you to join with you in Thanksgiving for all that Jesus has done. And we look forward to celebrating Easter Resurrection Sunday with you this weekend.